good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Man, we're starting a new series today. The series is called Arrows, Arrows, and the whole focus of the next five weeks is living towards the target. Everybody say living towards the target. When it comes to our life, how many know every one of you in this room, you are God's child, right? And just like you would hope for your children to go in a good direction, God would love for us as his children to go in a, a good direction. Let me say a God direction, amen? And, um, and so with that, over the next five weeks, we're going to see what it looks like for us as his children, um, especially those here that are parents. Now, here's the thing. If you're here today and you're not a parent, you, it's, all, it's all right because there are children in your life that you have interaction with. There's children in your life that you do work with and you minister with and you mentor and you disciple and so on, all right? So I want to encourage you to weeks to check out because it's a focused on a family kind of series, but I, I want to encourage you to know, man, that's where we're headed. Over the next five weeks, our focus is on learning to live towards the target. And we're focusing on the family. And the reason why is because it is such an important subject. And it's such an important subject. The reason why is because there's great power. It takes great power to parent well, right? Power for restraint. Come on, somebody. Where's my boy? Grant's hiding today. You're hiding there. No. It takes power. It, it, takes, it takes great patience, you know? It's one of those things, though, out of everything in life, I don't know about y'all, but for me, it brings me the greatest pleasure. It does. I can't tell how many times I talk about my five kids. Five kids. I'm always talking about you guys. Because it does bring great pleasure. But really, to be honest, it's probably one of those areas that, that if we're not careful, can bring some of the greatest pains in our life. And there are people here in the room today that your parents, Parenting. Maybe your kids are even out of the house now. And some of the burden of your heart is on those children. They, they bring great pain, you know? And so it's just something that we need to focus in on and learn over the next five weeks. Say five weeks. To focus in and fight for our families, all right? And, and I, I want you to say that again. Say five weeks. I don't do this very often. Here's what I want to do. Over the next five weeks, I know when holidays come, it's going to get crazy. I get that, all right? But over the next five weeks, would you give us between now and the 18th of November? That's five Sundays. And I'm going to ask you guys if you can just do almost about perfect attendance. Is that okay? I don't ask that very often, but this is how important this is to me as your pastor and, and here in the church that we learn what it looks like to, to be families of God, moving people towards, living towards the target. And so I would ask if you can try for perfect attendance. How about this? Maybe not perfect attendance, at least four. Is that a good agreement? Can we do that? Four out of the next five Sundays, you're going to be here as we learn this extremely important um, um, principles regarding family. And, and, and that fifth Sunday, whichever one that you miss, if you miss, if you don't miss, God will love you more. <laughs> but if you do, if you do miss, you, you raise your hand. I will watch the Facebook live and make it up. Amen? Amen? So it's, it's, that, we'll count that as perfect attendance. Four with your butt in the seat, and at least one with your butt having coffee at your breakfast table, or someplace, or a beach, or the woods. All right. 
Open your Bibles to Psalm 127. This will be our jumping off scripture, really for this whole scripture, this whole series. This is the passage of scripture where we see Solomon writing this psalm. David, he was extremely wise. David, yeah. But there's a couple psalms that Solomon wrote. And Solomon is the son of David. He was extremely wise. And so in this passage of scripture, we're going to see a ton of wisdom exuded. I want you to stand to your feet as we look at this wise man speaking wise words for us to follow wisely in. It says in Psalm 127, verse 1, unless the Lord builds the house, who? Yeah, yeah, unless the Lord builds the house. Now, thank God that takes a lot of my pressure off because I just know it's not me building the house. It's the Lord. And so we'll learn what that means through the next few weeks. Those who build it, they labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Man, thank God for naps. You know this is about parenting when God places, you know what I mean, when he places that truth in how many, man, naps aren't for children, naps are for you. I'm not saying for you to take the nap always. Put them to sleep, you know? NyQuil's powerful. (laughs) Behold, children are a heritage. Some translations say a blessing from the Lord. The fruit of the womb, a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior. So like arrows in the hand of an archer, it says here, are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. There is so much to unpack over the next few weeks out of this verse. Let's start with prayer, amen? Father, over the next few weeks, would you just lead and guide us? Lord, I thank you for Tom and Stephanie. Lord, how appropriate. This new couple ain't got a clue. But they're here, and over the next few weeks, you'll give them principles that, man, most of us in this room wish we would have known ahead of time. Lord, help us that are in the process. We already have children, all different ages. Learn what it looks like to, or nieces and nephews, or children in the neighborhood. Help us, Lord, to learn what it looks like to live towards the target. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You can have your seat. So this passage of scripture, it gives us a metaphor. And you see that often throughout the Psalms and you see it often throughout poetic literature. You'll see metaphors, you know. And the metaphor that it's likening is that a child is like an arrow, okay? So this is the metaphor it's likening. A child is like an arrow. And what's powerful with that is if that's the case, if a child's like an arrow, then every home becomes an archery range, you know? If that's the case, then every family is a quiver. If that's the case, then the job of a parent is like that of an archer or like that of a warrior. Man, it just shifts everything metaphorically. When you start to look at your children like, like these, these, these articles of, 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 I know it's war and we're going to get there, but these things, man, it's just powerful when you think about it in that term, all right? And now when you look at archery, we got to start here because in archery, you have an archer. Yeah, yeah, you have a bow, right? Um, You also have arrows, but in archery, you're always going to have, if it's not some critter, and all the PETA folks say amen. (laughs) But it was the first day of hunting season, like a couple days ago. All right. So if it's not, if it's not, there we go. Um, 
if it's, if, it, if it's not a critter, it's going to be a target, right? It's going to be an archery target, correct? And so everything in life is moving us toward or away from that target, that, that point that God has for us. I don't know if you realize this, even the word sin in the Greek is hamartia. And what sin in the Greek means, hamartia, it means to miss the mark. Did you know that? It's an archery term. It, it just means to miss the mark. And if you, anybody, how many here has ever bow hunted before or shot archery? Yeah, if you use sights, you'll find if you miss the mark, man, all you got to do is adjust the sights. All that will preach. If you miss the mark, you start working the sights. And that's what I want to do over the next few weeks. I want to help our vision to be able to land on what the bullseye looks like, be able to land on what it looks like to be able to hit the target, not miss the mark. And we're going to work toward that over the next few weeks. So what a bullseye is, a bullseye is what should hold our aim. It's what we're looking to. It's the mark of the marksman. It would be mission accomplished. If I was Katniss, you know, it would be, you know, whatever, you know. My girls, man, they drug me to all those movies. Remember when we went and watched, like, what was it, two in a row in one day? People had, like, chicken wings. and they bring... <laughs> I think I got a steak hours of movie. I didn't. Okay, I did. <laughs> I think I got a steak at O'Charlie's and brought it, if I remember right. Is that weird? Is that, is that, okay. So, <laughs> but bullseye, it, it's the goal that we have. That's what the bullseye is. It's the goal that we have to raise kids in a godly home. It's that target. It's that aim. It's what we're aiming at as a parent. That's what the bullseye is. It's what we're focusing in on. That, everybody say, that's the bullseye. Now, here's the thing about kids. They have a way of making you feel like you're doing something wrong when all you're doing is trying to do everything right. Am I, am I alone in that? I'm just trying here. Yeah, especially when the little ones were little. When my 21-year-old was a baby and three, four, five, it's the first time. I haven't done this before. I'm trying to hit the target and I miss. I threw my child one time out into the yard. I didn't mean to. She was two and a half years old, and we were having a progressive dinner with our staff in Ohio, and then they came to our house for the dessert, and I opened the door, and I'm all excited about welcoming my, my staff to the, you know, the staff I served with to my house, and my front porch was a little icy, and I walk out, and, and Art, Adelie gets in the way. When you have that many, you mess up. Adelie gets in the way, and, um, and I go to try to grab her, and I just like slit her across the ice out into the yard. She's... She scooted. Pastor Blair, my pastor, has never let me. Hey, remember that time when you threw your child out in the snow? It's like, shut up. But the kids, they never, ever let you live it down. You're trying, but it's the first time, you know? Steph, Tom, first time. You're going to diaper her wrong, Tom. We know it. It's just going to happen, you know? Hopefully backwards, not on her head, but still. Cool, so cool. I love it. But when it comes down to it, um, they will remind you of that often. Mac was three years old and um, had not yet quite learned how to knock on doors. And all of a sudden, I'm in the bathroom getting out of the shower, and Mac walks in, and he goes, <laughs> I say to him, I go, Mac, you need to knock. And he looks at me, and he says, you shouldn't be like that. <laughs> Swear to God. I said, I shouldn't be like that? And he goes, right. <laughs> Three years old, you know? Oh, man, that kid's still walking through doors, you know? That's why he's half blind. No. So, 
when it comes down to it, let's look at seven quick takeaways. Now, this is a very important thing today. This is a bunch of stuff. You're going to need to go to the app, okay? Not the app, but the website, mymomentum.tv, all right? Mymomentum, www.mymomentum.tv, because, because we're going to hit these. You can go over these a little bit more and meditate on these thoughts throughout the week, okay? Because we're going to hit these quick. But seven things that we need to have as takeaway truths if we're going to live towards the target, if we're going to be able to find our aim and find our focus. The first one is this. Yeah, Mac drove me crazy with that. But listen, number one, children are a blessing, not a burden, we need to own that, man. We need to know when we speak. We need to know when we think. And there's definitely things where I've messed up with this. Right, guys? She's like, yeah, preach, preacher. You know. But yeah, I've messed up with this. But we need to know when we think and when we speak that it's coming forth from us as if they're a blessing, not a burden. It says in verse 3 that they are a heritage and a reward. Like I said, some translations say blessing, some translations say heritage, some translations say gift. They're a gift. Say that. They're a gift and a reward. Yeah, they are. Man, at different times, they don't feel like that. They don't. They feel like work and labor and frustration. But man, how many has kids that are grown now? Raise your hands. Yeah, man, you look back like, oh, what a gift and what a reward. You know, how, how's that old saying, the, 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 the days are long, but the, the years are short, you know? It's like, it goes so fast. Kind of wish it would go a little faster, but still, it goes fast. And so the Bible, it says this, look down here in verse, verse 3. It says, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward like arrows in the hand of the warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man. Say blessed. blessed. Again, some translations there say happy. Happy is the man. And it's not blessed. It's not just blessed. It's like a double word. It's like blessed, blessed or happy, happy. You know, it's, 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 it's amply, amply happy is the man that realizes his children are a reward and a gift. Amen. But parenting at times can feel like a burden. The reason why parenting can feel like a burden is because children do change everything. They change it all, and it can feel burdensome at times in our lives. When Amy and I first got married, you know, we had our little date nights, and everything was great. When the kids came and the finances were tight, man, it was years The date night was dollar tacos in the Dollar Theater in Mansfield, Ohio, wasn't it? Years. I, I can remember at times just going and didn't have the dollar to go to the movie. We'd go get our dollar tacos and sit at this place called Kingwood Center, and we would eat, you know? And why? Because kids were involved. You got to take care of those kids. It feels a little bit like a burden, you know? Um, is it just in my house, but the burden of this, that every single night, it's like bedtime? Is that just, it's like the world has never known to humanity. <laughs> Is that just, it's like the world has never, these kids, <gasps> bedtime, what is that? You know? And you've got to cajole and threaten and, 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 and it's just, it's ridiculous, you know? And finally, Grant just finally goes to sleep and I'm, I'm so, no, he's my 16-year-old, but, but those two little ones, oh my word, every single night. There was a time when in your home, there was lots of giggling and nakedness, but then the kids come, <laughs> <laughs> just saying, just saying. There's a burden that comes. This is, this is, uh, here, listen to this. This is the sound. I shouldn't say this. Oh, I'm going to say it. 
This is the sound of foreplay. You ready? Mommy. <laughs> Daddy. Shh. Maybe they don't know we're in here. <laughs> That's about all you get. I'm just telling you. Just. Everybody say, preach, preacher. All right. And here's the thing that's crazy for our family. We've went through this twice. Our families went through this twice. We have the older ones, and then we had a nine-year break, and then we had the littles. And so everything we're experiencing now, we just look at each other almost, just almost with a laughing heart like, this too shall pass. We, we know this burden. We've been here before, you know. We will giggle again someday. Someday. All right. <laughs> so we got to remind ourselves, it's, everybody say it's a blessing, not a burden. Now, here's the reason why I can feel a little bit like a burden, because sometimes blessings are weighty. Do you know that? Now, have you ever been moved on by the Holy Spirit so strong that you felt like you could hardly stand? There's just the anointing that God comes on, you just... I just got to sit. I just got to get real low, you know? Maybe, maybe just kneel at the altar or sit in it. That's the weightiness. That's a blessing. That's the glory of God. So sometimes when things are feeling burdensome or heavy or weighty, it's because they are a blessing. Those kids, remind yourself they are a blessing. Now, the burden is this. This is why you feel that weightiness, because there's nothing you do that influences the world more than you as a parent. Not, one, not me as a pastor. Yeah, I influence a few hundred people every week, but there's nothing I'll do that will influence generations like me being a parent. And, and here's the reason why. Because God likens himself to a father. God also likens himself to a mother hen. So we see this idea of parental, um, 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 anthropomorphic idealism. Yes, I just made that up on the spot, but it is accurate. It, 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 these, these, these critters are like people, like the, 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 the idea of that, that father brooding over, that mother brooding over, you know? So here's what that means. And this is what's heavy about that. Your child is either going to get to the accurate heart of God with ease because of you or with difficulty in spite of you. Don't you know that's a burden? Whew. That's a burden. That's hard. There's things I do I know that I'm messing things up with my children. And, when I, and it'll hit me, and I'm like, gosh, I'm not messing this up for me. I'm messing this up in how they see God. And I've got to repent, and I've got to go to them. And Dad was wrong in this, you know? See, when it comes down to it, the heavier something is, the more we need to establish faith to be able to carry it. We need, i got to have faith to believe that I'm not going to jack this all up if I'm leaning into Jesus. If I'm leaning into my family, if I'm trying here, i got to have faith to believe God's going to work this out. Because it is a heavy, heavy burden. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 through 18, it says, For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. That's faith. That sounds like faith, doesn't it? So I need a measure of faith to parent through the burden. For the things that are seen are transient. These things are coming and going, but the things that are unseen are eternal. You are parenting on the edge of eternity, people. And we've got to have faith if we're going to do that. It's hard, but we've got to believe that without faith, you only see problems. But if you can establish faith in God, you start to see the possibilities. Amen? And so I don't want you to miss the blessing 
because of the burden. I don't want you to miss the blessing because of the mess, you know? It's a beautiful mess, that family that you have. And so these are those who have been made, these children, they've been made in the image of God, and they've been entrusted to our care. So they are blessings, not burdens. Number two, there are a lot of different arrows, but only one target. So when it comes down to it, every child that you have is different. There's unlimited potential when it comes to arrows. You have arrows that have different tips. You have arrows that have different fletching. These are all different colors of fletching. You have arrows that are for different purposes. There's little flu-flu arrows that you can use to shoot birds and little arrows that have rubber tips that you can use to hit small game. You know, there's all different kinds of things when it comes to arrows. And when it comes to your children, it's the same way. Every single one of those children, there's all these different kinds of arrows. There's a lot of different arrows, but only one target. Let me talk about the arrows first, then I'll get to the target. So with the kids, the different arrows, there's abilities, there's giftings, there's passions, there's pursuits. Some in this room, your children will become teachers. Some will become lawyers. Some will become plumbers, physicians, nurses, maybe even preachers. Who knows? But when it comes down to it, your kids are all different. Amen. They all have a unique purpose, and not every arrow should be like every arrow, right? They all should be different. I got some arrows I brought with me today. This arrow here, when I think of this arrow, this this is my Adelie arrow. It looks like a pencil. She's a good student, but she has to work really, really hard to be a good student. I mean, she works she, her whole life. She's worked hard, excelled. That girl's paying for her own school. You know, I told her a long time ago, if you want to go to college, there's hope for you. <laughs> That's the hope scholarship. And, <laughs> and my girls, both of them, proud of them. They're, they're, they're making it happen, you know. And, um, and so, but I see this arrow and I think, you know, that's kind of like, that's kind of like Adelie, you know. When, when I think of, 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 of Auburn, you know, this is like mostly black, it's kind of slick and cool. It's got like an artistic flair to it, you know? Uh, that's my hobby. She's, she's artistic. She's, 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 I, when I say cool, I don't mean like just visually cool. She's got this heart that's just so neat. I love to be with my, my, my Auburn. She's so neat with all that stuff. And she plays music and she, all, all that kind of stuff. So this is, this is, this is Aubie. Grant, I'm loving how Grant's coming to his own. This is a graphite arrow which is high tech, baby. And what I love about Grant, there's nothing more old school than an arrow. I mean, this is, I mean, a gun's new school, but this is very old school. And that's my boy, Grant. He is new school and old school all together. He is high tech and old, you know, I love it that he and I, we dig together old music, you know, come on, a little bit of Led Zeppelin. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that my son, we just, we, 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 Amy's looking at me with that evil eye, but still, You know, um, another thing that I think about, um, I, this one here I picked because it had blue on it. And, um, and I think of old IBM, big blue, you know. And, um, and we've been working with Grant for a few years that we don't want you just to be high tech, love the video stuff, love, be a consumer. We want you to be a contributor. And it's been neat to watch in the last year as Grant's matured how he's becoming a contributor. And I love that about him. He loves to work. I think last week he said he worked 25 hours. I don't even know that's legal. Um, <laughs> But it was pretty cool because I needed a loan. And so, but that, that, that's, like, that's like little Grant, you know. Um, when I look down here, I got this one. This one here says fearless on it. A little bit of camouflage. Man, that's Mac. The boy loves the outdoors. He would live outside. If you let him, he's, he'd go feral. He would go feral. <laughs> he would. 
and he just, he's fearless. It's like he's just, he, doesn't, he gets ahead of himself, and, um, and that's, that's Mac, you know, still figuring him out. Um, not a whole lot more to say about that, <laughs> you know. Um, and then this is Arden. Yes, this is pink Princess Arden, you know, who loves all things pink and all things frilly, and she would let you snuggle her 24-7, literally 24-7, if you would. She would, you would. she would never touch the ground. Her feet would deform. She would, she's, she'd be the pretty princess little, you know, but like not, she would. She would love to be held. Okay. So, but here's the thing about it. All those things are different, different arrows, correct? But they all have one target. They're all different arrows, but they all have one purpose. And, 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 and we need to point them toward that purpose. The purpose of every arrow, regardless of how it is made, is to hit the target. That's the purpose. And so as believers, what are we aiming for? What's our target? What are we trying to point things toward? I'm going to put it on the screen. Matthew 6, 33, that's what we're aiming toward. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. That's what we as Christ-following believers should be doing in our children is helping them to see the target, helping them to find Jesus, to know Jesus, and to walk after his ways. And yes, obviously, heaven is a part of that, but here in the earth even, to know Jesus and to help them walk after his ways. They're going to know Jesus through us, but we've got to live. Everybody say live towards the target. Yeah. Are you guys getting nervous? I am. <laughs> we got to live towards Ooh, the target. <laughs> All right. So, um, so when it comes to it, Adley, this is Abby. I had a spot. There we go. And so which eye do I use? Oh, that wasn't so good. Adley, you got to improve, baby. This is all. I hope I can hit this once. I practiced and hit this all the time yesterday. Oh! I'll be so much better than Adelaide. Uh, G, Grant Allen, G, you ready? This is you, son. Okay, here you go, Bill. It's on the target, at least. Man. This is Maverick. Man, if, I wish I only had three kids right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's dangerous, Alan. <laughs> yeah, these wood ones, the first and last one are both wood, and they, they do fly a little different than the other ones. So, All right, last one. Let's hope. Everybody intercede. <laughs> oh! I think that one hit, didn't it? Oh, almost. But I got two pretty darn close, so... So what's the target? Oh, you know, I'm going to keep this over here. I like this thing. What's the target? The target is seeking first his kingdom, you know? That's what the target is, seeking first the kingdom and leading our family to seek first. That's the target. That's the goal. And when we hit that target, we're walking in success. But you know what? Sometimes it's hard to hit that target. So my challenge is to live toward that target. You know, I'm not not saying that every day you're going to get it. I'm saying every day you're going to choose to live. Everybody say live towards the target. Yeah, we're going to point ourselves, we're going to aim toward that target. That's what's important. In Joshua 24, 15, Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's what success in our house looks like. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. But so often in our families, it's not that. It's as for me and my house, we will play soccer.
As for me and my house, we will achieve a 4.0 GPA average or nothing else. As for me and my house, we will play college ball. As for me and my house, we will take the family business. As for me and my house, we will be preachers. I'm not saying that's a bad, none of those, I'm, I'm saying, no, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm not sure what that looks like for each and every one of us, but that's the goal. It's nothing else. Listen, nothing wrong with this stuff. There's nothing wrong, but every solar system only gets one son, and that son is Jesus. That son isn't your little Johnny or little Mary, okay? You got what I'm saying? And But mom, but mom, but mom. No, if your little one's keeping you out of the house of God that much, something is wrong. Right? Okay, so we can continue on. I love this. Ask, everybody say, as for me and my house. Yeah, we will serve the Lord. C.S. Lewis said, aim at heaven and you'll get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you'll get neither. Amen? Number three, arrows extend your reach. That's another thing that an arrow will do. I, I was able to extend my reach by about eight paces. All right? So it extended my reach. Arrows can reach heights that you could never get to. So when it comes as a parent, our prayers, our attention, our concern, our faith, all those kinds of things should be obliged to believing that they will get those children farther than we ever could get ourselves. That sounds like faith, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God has good works, Grant Allen Wiseman, prepared for you that you should walk in them. God has good works, Auburn Elizabeth Wiseman, that you should walk in them. And you two will go further than daddy ever went. Don't know what that looks like. You mean I'm going to be in ministry? I'm not saying that. But I hope you have a deeper awareness and understanding of the reality of God than daddy ever had. Because it took me into my 30s to learn what I learned. And you got to live through those years. And you know that no matter how hard things are, God is faithful. Look at this room. It's a room full of people that is testament that our God is faithful. Y'all can give yourselves an applause. Amen. <laughs> now, I ain't saying I wouldn't have done it some other way, <laughs> you know, but God is faithful. Yes, he is. In Deuteronomy 28... This idea of this atmosphere of this home that you have that should be charged with faith to believe God for great things to be accomplished through your children. And in Deuteronomy 28, 13, this supernatural living, it says, And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall go up and not down. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you to do, being careful to do them. There's this promise over their life to excel, to move into more. This promise over their life to be exceptional, to go beyond. Amen? You are a steward of that promise. You are a steward of the sons and daughters of the king. Isn't that something? Stephanie, Tom, you are stewards of, of a little princess and a little prince that God's going to use powerfully. Did he say prince and princess? Is that twins? Was that prophetic? No? Okay. I don't know. That'd be awesome. <laughs> But it's not always easy, you know? My mom, she prayed a prayer when I was a little guy. She prayed a prayer, God use Ross, whatever that looked like, that was her prayer. God use Ross to make a difference in the world. And when I was 21 years old, I was hired full-time to work at a church that was five minutes from my mom and dad's house. 
and 25 minutes from my mom and dad's church that my dad pastored. For two years, my dad struggled to call Pastor Blair, Pastor Blair. And my dad's a man full of honor, full of respect. But for two years, my family would say, how's Blair doing? How's Blair doing? How's Blair doing? It hurt. If you're a plumber, you want to plumb with your kids, right? I get that. Dad was a pastor. He was hoping. But dad, but mom had prayed this prayer. God, use Ross to make a difference in the world. And God gave me that opportunity. 11 years later, mom is still praying that prayer. And, and after a couple of years, mom and dad fell in love with the process. They, they saw what God was doing. They loved my pastor so much, you know. But 11 years later, God says to that son that she prayed over, Ross, God used Ross to make a difference in the world. And God said, take my three grandbabies and take them to Georgia to start a church. You know, man, mama's heart, you know. But guess what? It's worth it because the reach is extended. And as I look at this room today, and the room will be just as full in the next service, guess what? You are a product of Mama and Daddy Wiseman's ministry, whether you like it or not. Amen? My mom and daddy never pastored a church more than about 100-some people, you know? But they sent out people left and right, and I'm a product of that. And so are you. That reach. Say that reach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Number four, they can't know what we don't tell them. When it comes to our children, they can't know what we don't tell them. I stink at family devotions. I really do. There's been through times throughout our, our, our lives that I'm trying to start up family devotion. I'm bad, aren't I, Grant? I'm, I, yeah, I'm not good at it. And I try, and they all start talking. And, get, and, and literally, a few years ago, at one point, I went, guys, hundreds of people listen to me every week <laughs> with rapt attention. And y'all can't shut your mouths for five freaking minutes. I'm trying to be spiritual. True story. I'm freaking done. I'm done. You devote yourselves. I don't know what I'm. But, but where I excel is in Deuteronomy 6, 7. And I love this because this is flowing out of the most important Jewish confession of faith. It's called the Shema. And it just means here. And, and this hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. And it says that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your body, everything. You should learn his commandments. And then it comes down to verse 7. And it says these commandments that we follow. It says you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. Sitting, walking, lying, rising. Those are just natural postures. I excel at all those. I'm a good discipler of my children because that's how I've discipled them through the years is just while I'm sitting, walking, lying, resting. Just the natural times of teaching and communicating. So seize opportunities to teach your kids the things of God in life. That worldview, are they getting it from school? Or are they getting it from your heart and from the word? My daughter, Adelie, comes home from public college, you know, Kennesaw State University. Daddy, this is what's being taught. What do you think? And we sit and talk worldview stuff all the time. Because by God, I ain't going to let some professor shape the culture of my, my daughter's heart and mind that I've sewed into for 22 years. I'll whoop that professor. No, I'm teasing. No, we talk through it and, 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 and learn from it, and it's, it's powerful. So Proverbs 20, 15, this idea of, of conversation, there is gold in abundance of costly stones, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. Those lips of knowledge, that's what you possess, and all I'm saying is they can't know if you don't 
tell them, all right? They can get money, they can get a whole lot of stuff, but man, they need truth, and that's going to come most from you the greater part of their, their lives, you know? Because here's the thing, arrows will be shot by someone, right? Someone's going to shoot your child forward. Yeah, I would just venture to say they need to be propelled forward by you. The arrows are in the hands of the archer. That's the father, that's the mother, that's you, the parent. <clears throat> but, but, but I failed, Ross. There's times I mess up. Yeah, I know, me too. I t- repentance is a powerful thing with your children. You're not called to be perfect, amen? Repentance even and failure even amongst your children, when you talk with them through it, it speaks powerfully. And so don't underestimate what you have to teach your children. Number five, this is the, 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 the fifth one, they can't follow what you don't show them. All right? And so I'm just going to leave this one kind of quick. The greatest gift you can give your kids is just your presence. It's just, just them seeing your life, you know? I, some people will say, I never fight in front of my children. Fight in front of your kids, you know? Show them what it looks like to have a good knockdown, drag out. Fight with your spouse in a godly way and how you resolve it. And let them see that tension and how you resolve that tension, you know? It's good. Just be present with them. Okay, I'm not going to preach on that one too long. Just keep showing up. That's all I'm going to say. Number six, stance matters. Stance, you saw when I went to shoot that I put my foot out and I had my arm. And I do struggle with this arm because I broke it years ago. I used to actually hunt with a a real compound bow. But I got to use a girly bow because my shoulder's crippled. So, but when it comes down to it, you're you're perpendicular, squared up. You know, the, the stance matters that you have. Plant your feet and stand firm. You know, um, you won't hit the target accidentally, consistently. You just won't. Now, you, you may on accident hit the target, you know. I can throw an arrow in here and not even put it in the knock here. I can, I can have it all over the place and might hit the target. But if you want to hit the car- target consistently, consistently, you've got to plant your feet. You've got to be able to look down that bow. You've got to stand firm. Amen? Too many of us, we don't. So in order to run our house, we need to live our lives planted in the Word of God. Do you hear that? Planted in the Word of God. I want to show you something real quick. I like this bow from an illustrative standpoint. Um, This bow has a biscuit. And they didn't have these back in the day when I was hunting. I love this thing. And the biscuit, you, you, you can knock this thing here. And watch what happens. You just drop it in there in the biscuit. And as I was looking at this bow, I was like, man, that's like the word of God. It keeps me centered. You know, it's just, all I got to do is just drop in and see what God's word says about it. And then follow through. Everybody say, drop in and follow through. That, that's all I got to do is just, 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 what does your word say about it? And stay in the center of his word, right? And so that's the first thing I want you to do is live life planted. If God's word is optional in your life, God will become optional in the life of your children. You know that? If you're always making excuses, well, I know that's what the Bible says, but God, he will become optional in the life of your children. So that's the first thing to plan in. The second is run your house. To run your house, you need to live your life planted in God's house. And then I thought it was pretty appropriate. You know, our, our color here at Momentum is orange for whatever reason, probably because it's my favorite color. And, and I was the pastor and I started the church, so <laughs> I can make it whatever color I wanted, um, to be quite honest. But guys, this thing that propels this arrow, that helps me as a father propel the arrow, there's nothing that has more force in the earth than the Holy Spirit, God moving through his church. 
I've seen this bow like you. You're the church. We together propel these children forward. Amen? And so be committed to his church. Psalm 23, 6, surely goodness and mercy will follow me, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Forever is eternity, but forever is now. Not I will dwell in the house of the Lord occasionally. I will dwell in the house of the Lord monthly, bi-monthly, Christmas, Easter, and one other Sunday. That's a CEO, Christian. CEO, Christmas, Easter, one other Sunday. No, no. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 27, 4, I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And so I want to challenge you. Do you live in life in partnership with Momentum Church as we raise arrows together? Do you? Do you attend faithfully? Do you tithe? Do you serve? And if not, why? Your kids are watching you. What's important to you will become important to them. We talked about Kids Fest. Man, when we do things in the lives of children in this community, it's showing them that the church cares about them. 40 volunteers. I'm telling you, that same app you have open right now with those notes, www.momentummymomentum.tv, that same app on there is a place to sign up to volunteer at the park on Halloween night. 40 volunteers. They said 35. I'm saying 40. I'd like to see leaving here today. I'm serious. Pull your phones out. Sign up for a slot. Pastor Marvin said, come for maybe an hour. No, no, no. Come for a couple hours. The event's like four and a half hours, I think, you know. Come and then go have fun with your children, you know. Or have fun with your children and then go and, 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 and serve, you know. It's a great opportunity for families to serve together. And so I'm just challenging you, you know. Man, that'll be important to them when you're committed to the house and then the final thing as we close, <clears throat> ushers, please come. We're going to take communion as we close today. The final thing is arrows are a weapon. See this arrow? I didn't shoot that arrow in this house. <laughs> this is definitely a small game arrow. And arrows are a weapon. And they're an offensive weapon. You can't really, you can't block too much. You mean they're offensive. You're going forward. That's us as parents. We get to go forward with our children and do a hurt to the kingdom of darkness in this earth. Some people will say, my neighbor said this when I found out I was pregnant with Mac. He said, what in the world are you thinking? This world is too messed up to be bringing children into this world. This is what he said. And then went on some political tyrant, you know, this world is too messed up. No, no, it's because the world is so messed up. That's why we need to bring a whole group of world changers, amen, into this world. Because it's the offensive weapon of the church, growing in the faith of Christ and moving forward. Take your juice and take your bread, if you will, as it comes to you. What if Moses' mom would have said that? Man, with Egypt and everything, with Pharaoh and everything, it's just... Just too difficult. I'm not going to bring a baby into this world. What, what would have happened to all that nation of Israel, those Hebrews there in Egypt that needed a deliverer, had her, his mama said that? What, what would have happened if Elijah's parents would have said that, you know? What would have happened if Jesus' parents, if his mama would have said, no, 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 I don't want this. F.W. Borum said it this way, when God sees that in this poor old world a wrong needs writing, or a truth needs preaching, or a benefit needs inventing, he sends a baby into the world to do it. 
That's the power we have as moms and dads. These are our babies that he's given to us. Just like I said earlier, Jesus, what would have happened if Mary would have said, not for me. No, Jesus was an arrow sent towards the target for your salvation. Jesus was the arrow sent towards the target for your deliverance. Jesus was an arrow sent toward the target so that you and your children and those who are far off can be saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, and someday be in heaven with him. Man. And so what I want to do with communion this morning is I want us to pass this. We're going to get quiet just for a minute. And I want you, as they're passing the elements out, usually we'll sing during this. We're not going to sing, just get contemplative. God, is there things I need to repent of as a parent? Is there things that you need to birth in me with faith in my parenting? Maybe you don't have children. Is there people that you want me to embrace as those that I'm mentoring like my own children? Let's get quiet before the Lord for just a little bit. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Fuel for the Journey. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.